Hey there, folks. This is Brock, producer of the Sprocket Podcast, and I wanted to bring you two bits of audio that we're kind of fusing together for your enjoyment. These are episodes that we recorded with Team Japan, Tad Hara and uh, his crew of intrepid disaster relief bicyclists traveled all the way from Japan to join the disaster relief trials event in Portland, Oregon back in 2016. We had a great time talking to them last year in 2018. Team Japan came both in uh, 2018 to do the rice cooker ride in which they demonstrated resiliency in the face of disaster by cooking rice using a wood-fired stove, and they hosted a ride in which they invited a bunch of us Portlanders to join them and see how it was done. Uh, That was great. And before that, back in 2016, they came for the disaster relief trials, and that was when uh, Aaron and I and Daniel Harkins joined us, and uh, we did our our version of the disaster relief trials, a bunch of cargo bikes, uh, various cargo bike forms. And then, the uh, again, the rice cooker ride, they came in to show us exactly how it is that uh, we would potentially cook rice if we had no electricity available to us. Um, it's the sort of thing that you can keep around and you can make in quantity pretty easily with this awesome method that's uh, historically Japanese. So anyways, we are broadcasting this because Tad just came back to Portland with uh, one of his friends who uh, is an accomplished racer. Guthrie and Aaron spent the weekend hanging out with them and uh, showing them around and uh, spending some time together. So we're going to share with you uh, both of these pieces here. And uh, if you are uh, connected to us on social media, Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram, you will see some pictures that uh, Aaron probably shared of the event. So thank you very much. Uh, The first portion of this is about an hour long, more or less, and uh, it is the in-studio that we recorded with Team Japan. And then after that, we've got the Rice Cooker Ride audio in which uh, you can hang out, listen to us, uh, trying the, the rice that has been cooked. Uh, they made rice balls. And then you can hear the interview that Tad gave to local television station K2. All right. Thanks for uh, checking out this episode. We appreciate it. And uh, you'll be back next week with Aaron and Guthrie. Talk to you soon. You guys are all too polite. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, and Guthrie nails it again without headphones. I do what I can. (laughs) Broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. It it occurs to me we might want to get some headphones. (laughs) (laughs) And a splitter. And a splitter. Yeah. We'll figure that out next time. I I mean, I could use my earbuds, but then, you know, it's it's like a lateral move at this point. Oh, it's all good. It's like brain training. We'll, We'll eventually be able to do the entire episode with no headphones and no microphones, and it'll be just old, old style. Yes. Um, or narrative or, or, or vocal oration. We could we could just, like, forego music altogether and just, yeah. like, do it without... And... We, we could sing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that once on the show, oh, and yeah? it keeps coming back to haunt me. Ooh. In our mail jingle. What uh, what episode would this be, Aaron? If anyone's uh, curious you know, to I listen don't, to your singing. I don't know what episode it was. I know that Rob Sadowski was on, and okay. it was in the era that we were recording out of Brock's apartment. Oh, so nice. I want to say late 200s. Okay, okay. That's uh, that's where we got the mail jingle? Yes. We that's that's mail. <laughs> I, I thought you did fine. I, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
There's a male jingle coming up. <laughs> oh, no. We are the show that brings you somewhat, somewhat, and sometimes more than irreverent conversations, although certainly what we'll be covering in this first section, I, I would venture to say is very relevant, uh, about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Uh, covering bicycling, trains, transit, simple living. I just went through the whole longer version that we had cut previously. I don't know why I did that. Adventures in life hacks. And, and now I just came back uh, uh. To, the, to the abbreviated script. And today we cook rice. Well, not not really. But today we have we have the rice cooker ride with us. We do. We've got Tad, Yas, uh, Kaide, and Cody in the studio with us today. Welcome to the show, everyone. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We're very and, happy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we've had a little bit of an experience back in 2015. Folks may remember the disaster relief trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill us in a little bit on what's been going on since then. Right. Yeah. So, um... So we went back to Japan and trying to have the similar thing as disaster relief trials, but we encountered a lot of obstacles. Okay. First of all, the, the local government where our college town is, uh, actually, uh, actually more than that, the cargo bikes are actually not legal in Japan. Interesting. Right. So they have like a size limitations. Mm-hmm. So, Width-wise, 600 millimeters, and length-wise, it's 1,900 millimeters. So that's about 6'4", gotcha. I guess. Yeah, somewhere around that. And so we can't really, you know, demonstrate. Since it's illegal, we can't really... The, the gov- local government doesn't want to support kind of illegal activity. Hmm. So, and also the, the infrastructure in Japan, the roads are kind of narrow, and the, the side of the road, there's no bi- dedicated bike lanes. So... Um, we had to kind of um, convince the people. And also, uh, we did some research in Europe and how our, their um, infrastructure is. So we went to Copenhagen and did some research on their infrastructure. They have, like, you know, wide um, bike lanes. And also, people commute, like 62% of the whole commute is done by bicycle. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Yeah, so we've been doing something like that. And... Then, you know, we came back again yeah, to do some more research about cargo bikes here in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Right. Well, welcome back on the show. <laughs> um, excited to hear more about yes. the, the trials right. and tribulations sure. of bringing cargo bikes to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, we'll get into that in full in just a few here. Right. In the meantime, what... It, what I, it, what? in the meantime, forgot a very important piece of equipment. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll be right back. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll keep us running here. Um, well, we have this brilliant opportunity for Aaron to ruffle through a bag or two. We would just like to thank our generous sponsors, the Beer Mongers, for providing such excellent beverages for the oh, evening. And that was the important piece of equipment oh, yeah. that I was missing. Hey. As they say, so now now we toast. Yes. Uh, oh, I take it. Thanks. Which one is this? Fremont Interurban IPA. Nice. Yeah. Good right. choice. Oh, and really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a tasty one. Fremont Brewing has some great stuff. Cool. From Seattle. Great. 
And uh, if anyone else would like a beverage, please feel free. They are they are here for you. And if not, no worries. You'll you'll never get pressure from Guthrie to consume alcohol. That's that's just not what I do. I, I'll do it though. You'll, you bought you'll these for you. Some alcohol? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Just, I, I'll just, just pressure others to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gaudi, what did you choose? Stickman. 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 Stickman Brewing Company and socks and sandals. Socks and sandals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curry. Ballast Point. Yeah. Aloha Sculpin. Sculpin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent Which, choice. What is a Sculpin? A Sculpin. Oh, no. You asked me on air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Sculpin, uh, I believe, is one where they mix in some type of uh, sour fruit or such. I Don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm probably going to drive a bunch of people nuts with that attempt at an explanation. You know what I'm going to say? I, I don't actually know. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with that for today. <laughs> Uh, what I do know this is, is an opportunity to learn on something. The shelf. Yes. It's true. I'm going to write it down and look it up when I get home. There, there is though. Um, have you ever seen that? There's the the periodic table. Yeah, the beer mongers. You uh, know, we should get a copy for the studio. Yeah, actually, oh. I'll uh, yeah. I'll talk to Sean next time. We could we could hook that up. Uh, it, it's one that I make it like one or two rows in each time, and oh, then yeah. and then I and then I get the beer and I'm off to the next week. So, um, learning slowly, but maybe I maybe I just haven't made it over to the S's yet. Uh, it is still an IPA. I do know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that being an India Pale Ale. And Tad, what did you choose? I chosen a uh, Belching Beaver, Deftones Phantom Bride IPA. Nice, yeah, nice black and yeah. These uh, are all various roses. IPAs. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I think you said to get IPAs, right? I did say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 This we is this it. is we a favorite of you guys, right? Uh, Good great. deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm an IPA fellow myself. Great. Can we open? Please open? do. Great. Ah, <laughs> the refreshing sound of justice or beer. Guthrie, what are you choosing? I don't know. I think I'm going to try the kombucha. Oh, for real? <laughs> no, so, and the reason being that I've seen everybody else have a bottle unexpectedly explode. And so I feel like it's my, it's my time around the, the, um, oh, hey, no, I lucked so out. So I, I confess I pre-opened these. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> did, did, did this one go crazy on you? Uh, give me your say your name one more time so I can say it correctly. Kaide. Kaide. So I I brought Kaide out and I said, "Take a picture cuz these are going to explode." Mm-hmm. And then I opened them both and neither of them exploded. <laughs> okay. It was all build up and and nothing. no no fizz. Nothing whatsoever. That, you know what? Which uh, I'm okay with. Yeah. That. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a refreshing. That's a relief. I've 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 I have to admit, Aaron, my faith was wavering with the the Lionheart uh, kombucha. It was just so Lionhearty that yes. uh, it was almost overwhelming too, to a point. Too much lion, not in that Lionheart. Lion yes. yes, too much lion, too much heart, which is basically <laughs> the right amount for Lionheart kombucha. <laughs> That's true. All right, cool. well, cheers. cheers, cheers, and thank you so much to the beer mongers. Yeah. Absolutely, reaching across international waters to provide beers for us. Right. Where where can you find the beer mongers, Aaron? Why on Southeast Division and Twelfth? Dang, <laughs> I should go there sometime. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so I I confess, um, last night we were hanging out after the rice cooker ride, right? And I found out 
you guys were staying in Lad's edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the first thing I said? Yeah, you said, yeah, I got to go to the beer mongers. Yeah. <laughs> the bottle shop. Yeah. Nice, nice. Close to the apex. Yeah. Right. My friend Steven was with me and he just kind of shook his head like, you, you're you a walking commercial. Now, Aaron, you, know? you, you, you corporate shill. <laughs> yeah. Those that know you know you best and that you will you will go to your grave slinging the beer mongers. That's right. Because I'm a company man to the dying day. It's true. <laughs> I, you can't see me shaking my head in, in, in like, si- silent uh, laughter, but haha, it's happening. <laughs> uh, well, what what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Oh, you know what? I think the highlight of my week was going to the Active Transportation Summit. Oh, right, that was up at the Oregon Zoo this past Friday, Thursday, and Friday. So yeah, that was that was a really good one. If you ever get a chance. There is a scholarship for that each year. So really? if, if you if you want to cool. attend, um, Travel Oregon, I believe, has... I actually don't know the number of them, but they have a decent amount of scholarships. And so guess who I ran into there? Uh, the scholarship recipient. Yes. Um, whose I name into... I should know, right? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, theoretically, but pro- pro- not really. I, oh, okay. I was giving you a, a trick question. Dang. Maddie Carlson was at the Active Wait, Transit Wait, she was Summit. the scholarship wow. recipient? Oh, um, I, I don't know if she was, oh. actually. <laughs> I, I was just segueing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're good. I, I, see, we, I, I did we a We were just talking about one. Maddie Carlson mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. earlier about family biking and how there isn't really a whole lot of like family biking mm. over in Japan, right? Right. We mm. have a thing called Mamachari, which is direct translation would be mother's bike. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually it's really cheap. Like it's usually single speed with like a basket and like... Uh, you said it, they're uh, like kind of heavy and cheaply made? Right, cheaply made. So it's people think <laughs> as like a disposable um, bike. Interesting. So like in spring, like spring is like a change of fiscal year and people move from one place to another mm-hmm. so people just abandon their bikes in front of train stations and the gov- local government has to kind of collect them and move wow. it away and that's a huge cost and that's a really sad thing happening yeah, yeah. Mm. what do they right. do with them on the other hand mm. free bike exactly yeah. <laughs> someone yeah. can just have a free bike if they wanted to right right yeah <laughs> So there's a place in usual local, um, like government. They there's a like a stockyard of all yeah. the abandoned bikes. Oh, really? Yeah. And sometimes they had a program that if you want to pick it up, yeah, for really inexpensive money, like thirty bucks for. It's like a, a state bicycle. auction, or right. yeah, okay. it's 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 actually I don't think it's an auction. You okay. Just show up and yeah, that's um nice, yeah. good deal. We should if there's a. If we have any uh, listeners from Japan, we we should post a link to that just in case anybody's anybody's like, ooh, where do I get some of those? Yeah. Kathy from Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking is mm. actually an, a New Zealand expat. Okay, listening in Japan. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. Cool, cool. Right. I want to say Kyoto. Oh. For some reason, that sticks out in my head. I yeah. think that's wh- I think that's where she is. What have uh, you been up to this weekend? Well, I cooked some rice with some great people. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, are, are they the people in this room? Yes. Yes. Some Fantastic. very wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> hospitable people. I had sake for the second time in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, did we hook him up with the good stuff? Y- yeah. It was It was really good. I think I drank it wrong. No. I don't think so. No? No. Because... Uh, 
I wasn't watching Aaron. While he was <laughs> I mean, yeah. was he doing okay? I, I wouldn't expect anyone to like be watching me, but <laughs> uh, I got the cup, mm-hmm. and I just oh, shot it down. That's right. That's right. You, you <laughs> drank it in one shot. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, and then later, I saw everyone else with the cup, and they were just sipping. <laughs> Right. That's <laughs> so, so you're just trying to get a head start on the night. I guess so. <laughs> right. Was it um, warm sake? Uh, it made me feel warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, cold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, room temperature. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was, It had had like a, a sweetness to it though. Definitely. Yeah. It was, it was very like sweet. A daiginjo, which mm-hmm. is like a you know uh, you cover a lot of the rice, maybe up to like forty percent. Mm-hmm. So they only use the the sweet parts, the central central part. Oh wow! Of the okay, rice. Yeah. And, and there's um, and correct me on this because I'm sure I'll be off by just a little bit. There's there's like five ish, six ish tiers. Uh, so it's uh, what is it, Junmai, and then it oh, works right, its right, way right, up right. from yeah. there. Uh, actually, there's like a regular sake. Okay. Yeah, used to be called like a second level. And there's the Junmai, which is like, they used to call it like a first level. Okay. And within Junmai, there are a couple levels, a few levels. And Daiginjo is actually the top one, we, you, oh, which you carve okay. out the most. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Nice. Right. I should, uh, we should, actually, no, I don't think beer mongers could sell sake. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know if they're licensed for liquor. They do yeah. have wine, mm-hmm. but that's a different thing. Right. Indeed. Well, we'll we'll check in there. (laughs) But you guys have so many good beers in Portland. Yeah, I think now's a good time to kind of talk about how the rice cooker ride evolved. I know, like it's it's been in media, and last time you're here, you talked to like the news, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get you guys in the studio. So (laughs) now that I've got you, let's talk a little bit about how the rice cooker ride evolved, where it came from, um, and how you do. Yeah, so um, there was a big earthquake in 2011, and um, actually, um, the students here, they weren't in scuba yet, but uh-huh. I, was, I was there, and the scuba got hit um, pretty badly, and the, the university uh, didn't have water and power for only a couple days. But um, we had rice and water, but we didn't know how to cook without electricity, hmm. right? So we learned the hard way that we kind of have to kind of re-educate ourselves to use like a log fire and use like old equipment, which we call kamado. It's like a stove. And then, um, yeah, cook rice. And then um, um, we had a, like an old abandoned house and they had like an old kamado, which is like a rice cooking stove. And we discovered that, um, so like an old, like old lady, like uh-huh. the neighborhood yeah. told us how to use it. And it was really fun, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like a barbecue with like rice, cooking mm-hmm. rice. And the rice become really good. It's sweeter than using like a regular electric uh, rice cooker. So we got like really, you know, hooked into the yeah. the, the rice cooking thing, <coughs> and there was one student there, uh, actually one year older, to uh, like Kari and Yasu's um, their their generation. So one of, one of the the senior student, yeah, who or, already graduated, um, 
he was in Miyagi Prefecture near Sendai, which got like really badly uh, affected by the earthquake.、Mm. And he said like <coughs> they had like a power outage for about a week, and also they are out of like gasoline、uh, for、oh, wow. a while. So all the cars were kind of left in the city, and kind of you know nobody could do anything. So yeah, and the cars got useless. And he said the bicycle was the most Um, sort of dependable,、uh, useful thing,、mm. yeah, to use. So he said, like, okay, like doing this kamado thing, the rice cooker thing, and bicycle is probably essentially it's the same thing. So,、mm. um, so he said, like, why don't we? Since the at the time we were only doing this kamado thing at the the spot where there was the rice cooker, the kamado, and then. We decided, hey, why not transport? Yeah, the the kamado, kamado, yeah. yeah, and so that we can cook everywhere. So first, we got a、um, surly trailer,、mm-hmm. yes. and we put a like a cob. Was it the Bill or the Ted?、Uh, I was the Ted trailer. This one, right? On. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And the.、Uh, I'm just.、Yeah. I'm a surly nerd. That's you right.、Know. You write <laughs>、yes. the yeah the surly yeah.、Uh-huh. So got the the Ted smaller trailer, and we made a sort of like a you know the. Cob.、Um, oh right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we. So and explain to our listeners,、mm-hmm. unfamiliar with what is a cob stove or what is cob? Right. Cob is like a. It's like we use like a soil. We just dig on the ground. We and mix it with like a straw、mm-hmm. and water and sometimes it's put in like little sand and yeah. And then we step on them like a lot and mix mix it.、Mm-hmm. And then we put in. First, we used like a. Were you guys、it? instrumental in in making the cob? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and we used like a cardboard to make the the form of the camaro.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's everybody can make it, and then we put like a bucket in the middle, and we put the 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 cob material when it's soft,、mm-hmm. and you you dry it out for a few days, and we take out the bucket. And that's where we put the 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 pan, yeah, for rice cooking. Nice, yeah. And so you found cob to be pretty good for transport too. So it it stays well, together on top of the trailer. Actually, at the first one we made, it fo- it fell apart when we had like a maybe twenty miles ride. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next time we put like a like a rope or.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, around the inside the cob, so it's got strong. Oh, so it gave、yeah. it a little bit、yeah. of like、yeah. s-、right. uh, skeleton almost. Yeah, right. Yeah, and also we have like a the metal metal stove.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's one that one's like easy. Yeah, yeah. it was. It's yeah, when like, you guys came the last time, you brought a stove. That's right. With、yeah. you,、um, which was really cool. It like, you know. Had the window and you open、right. and、yeah. you feed the feed the、mm-hmm. uh, wood in there.、Yeah. Um, this year, though, you guys didn't bring it. That's、um, right. Yeah, made from just a steel bucket.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. they make it. So yeah, we made it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tell us about making the kamado. Yeah,、What? just we got the steel bucket and make two holes. Two holes. Yeah, two holes. Front hole, which is we bring in rope for fire. Okay, <laughs> and the other one is to throw air.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, right. Like ventilation. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Became 
good to fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so let me let me think how you did this. So you had this steel bucket. I saw it. So like, I'm just trying to think to describe for our audience. So you had the steel bucket. It was upright. You didn't like flip mm-hmm. it over or anything. Um, you cut a square hole on one side and then a hole for ventilation. And then what I I thought was cool was you just put the Camaro. The no, yeah. sorry, the whole yeah. thing is the Camaro. But then. The pan was right, just right, right on top of the bucket. Hagama. That's right. Hagama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So it's like a really simple solution. Yeah. And, and this time, like, um, we almost uh, thought about not bringing the pan and try to find like a pan to just sit on top of the the, mm-hmm. the bucket. <laughs> So that we can cook rice, but probably we can we can find something yeah uh, here locally. I'm sure yeah. this has really got got me thinking about you know making one of my own. Yeah, sometime. What, would you go with the the pan or would you go cob style? Um, no, I would do steel bucket. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just because they're really easy to come by and take very little effort. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I don't know what I would do for that's. That's mm. where I'm really interested. Like, yeah. part of me wants to find like a bucket that would just fit just right, so it sits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a little bit above. Right. I actually the key to cooking good rice is to have like relatively deep pan, so that like at least like half of the pan will sit under the what what you call it like the the top part of the bucket. Yeah. Yeah, and so the fire goes around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The pan. Yep. Right. Yeah. Nice. How many folks showed up for the event? Uh, how many? Like maybe 10, 15? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, around 15. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I saw the I saw the photos on the, the Sprocket podcast to Twitter, but um, that, that was me on my lunch break yeah. being like, wow, that looks really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. What I really liked about this particular one was just how simple the setup was. Earlier, you mentioned how, like, there was no gasoline. That's right. Um, And on our way back, you were asking about Mm -hmm. uh, all the barges um, up on, I want to say, Salvi Island. Okay. Is Uh, that right? Yeah. I think Um, so. And then further north up the the Willamette, there is is, uh, all of the fuel storage. That's right. And uh, I pointed out that's the entire fuel storage Mm -hmm. for the entire state. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So, wow. if it, I want to say, I want to say when, when the big one hits, because mm-hmm. it really isn't a matter of sure if anymore. Geologic uh, time scale, your your safe bet there. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, yeah. When the big one hits, you know, all of that is at the very best is going to be cut off for a while. Right. You know, at the worst, it'll leak into the water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty bad. Regardless, we're not going to have access to fuel to for cooking for going anywhere uh things like that and that's what really drew me um to this particular rice cooker ride Mm -hmm. because it was just such a simple setup that anyone could just make just out of stuff that they possibly even have in their house yeah Yeah. exactly right yeah so our philosophy is to use whatever we have and to utilize yeah that as much as uh, possible mm-hmm. yeah that's the spirit but right so definitely like bicycle is one of those yes. things yeah 
we all have bicycles. Um, maybe not all of all of. I mean, everybody, but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. definitely who has bicycle enough enough know, to share around or right, to, to get the job know. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, um, I th- the reason why we came to Portland is that uh, Portland has a lot of like sort of community um, rise. Yes. Uh, like this pedal palooza mm-hmm. uh, in June. In I June. Heard. Yep. We've never been here. Around <laughs> that time. Yeah. You Is always, it? yeah, you always come like either, <laughs> either right after or right uh, before. Yeah. <laughs> Does that coincide with holidays in Japan or just sort of that's, that's the time it works? Well, the last time we were here because there was the disaster relief trials. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and that was in October. Mm-hmm. So we came on that timing. Gotcha. And this time, it's the it's actually our spring break. Okay. Yeah. So the my university duty is kind of over, and we have like a couple weeks off. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Right. Are you yeah. spending most of that time here in the states, or did you get a chance to visit friends and family back home as well? Actually, um, this 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 uh, I have this one week, and we are visiting Portland, and that's it for this year. Oh wow! And. Yeah. Well, thank you for we, thank you for joining us. Oh, <laughs> our pleasure. Yeah. yeah, and actually, they we will be going back for like Yasu and Kauri's um, graduation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! So like a, yeah. yeah, commencement. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Right. That's happening. great. Right. So back to the festivities afterwards. Right. Come come home, heroes from Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, uh, do you have anything else planned while you're here in town? Or I guess what, what's been the focus of your week? Oh, yeah. Actually, um, so since we, ha- we have been having difficulties um, having our event like disaster relief trials, we thought like, okay, we could try to figure out like how can Japanese infrastructure improve to have more cargo bikes. Mm-hmm. And also, can we have a cargo bike more suitable for Japanese environment? Okay. So I was interviewing um, a f- uh, actually many people in Portland. For example, we met like Phil um, yeah, from Metrofeed. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he lended us his, um, his bicycle. And yeah, so... We were borrowing his like um, cargo bike and riding mm-hmm. around the city. That reminds me, I'm supposed to give you a copy of Aftermath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's still at my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah um, I still have like a few more days. <laughs> okay. Um, so. we'll, we'll get it to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And also um, today, um, first thing in the morning, we visited Splendid Cycles. Mm-hmm. They carry. Um, you know, many cargo cargo bikes, cargo bikes from uh, Denmark or Germany yeah. or locally from, uh, I mean, from California, Extra mm-hmm. Cycle. And yeah, so I was asking them, like, um, is there like more infrastructure um, good for cargo cyclists in Portland? It seems like the Portland has a really great infrastructure. Um, of course, like there's certain areas which needs to be better but yeah in terms of infrastructure it seems like it's a great yeah okay city did you Mm -hmm. 
when you were talking to people, did mm-hmm. you have anybody point out a specific example mm-hmm. of a piece of Portland infrastructure that they felt was cargo bike specific? Um, not not necessary. Okay. But uh, for sometimes uh, there are small like left turning like kind of weight bike bike box. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, the green boxes. Green boxes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes those are a little too small for cargo bikes. Yeah, it's a bit hard yeah. to fit. Right. So, yeah. So when we were in Denmark. Then, uh, the Copenhagen has like a thing called Copenhagen Left. Yes. So and explain, yes. explain to us what a Copenhagen yes. Left is. Sure, yeah. Or so, I, I can hop in too if you like. <laughs> so, um, so when you uh, turn left at the intersection, um, you go straight and you raise your left hand mm-hmm. and kind of do a, like a little quick 90 degree turn and mm-hmm. wait in front of the the sidewalk. I mean, not not sidewalk. The, the zebra mm-hmm. crossing. Right? Okay. Yeah. The crosswalk. So you're, crosswalk, you're, you're right. taking you're taking a little dip to the right in right. order to orient left. That's right. Yeah. Right. And then you wait for the the next light to the to turn green, and then you cross. Yeah. Turn left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. For, so so, um, Cop- in Copenhagen, um, there wasn't much space, but the 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 hand signal and mm-hmm. the mana um, made them fit more than the actual space there was. So I think it was like kind of sort of human effort as well as infrastructure. It has sure. to be kind of set t- as a together thing. Yeah. So that like there's a there's kind of a uh, an understanding mm-hmm. with right. the people there that's already. Right, that's right. Yeah. So people will try to squeeze in mm-hmm. tighter and. Yeah, actually, the distance between bicycles were much, much tighter in Copenhagen. Okay. Well. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that that's sort of a familiarity that people build just yeah. as a, as sort of a society with each other? I totally think so, yeah. Okay, because so, we had, we had mm. a bit of a discussion about space and like the appropriate yes. amount of space uh, oh. just last week or a week or two ago. And, and I think, at least here in Portland, um, the argument could be made that we haven't really standardized that, mm-hmm. that no. amount of space yet. Right. Not that it needs to be, um, but that's an interesting observation. Right. And also, um, some, sometimes like, you know, the, the people just ride next to each other talking and sometimes like they're joking and like they're very casual and a lot of times they don't wear helmets. Yes. Yeah. And it's like almost like, what should we call it? Like everyday things that it's yeah, so right. normal. Mm-hmm. Riding bicycle is like, Almost like walking on yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. So, is our helmets um, mandatory? Is it required uh, over in Tsukuba, or is it just something? I guess, yeah. What, do you guys wear helmets, and is it required? Yeah, actually, it in Japan, it is not required ah. to wear helmets. Mm-hmm. It's not mandatory. Uh, a lot of the the kind of sports cyclists, like our like a racers? road racers, yeah. yeah. You've got your road rider ca- right, category, right. Right. Okay. yeah. So they definitely wear helmets, mm-hmm. but like for the everyday riders, for example, like the mamachari riders, uh-huh. um, they they normally no. not, yeah, wear helmets. And also, some girls wear like a skirts uh, yeah. on bikes, <laughs> and yeah. they're really, you know, uh, good about like riding. Yeah. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keeping it. Keeping it professional and right. getting to where you need to go. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. So, is riding more casual or more sporty over there? 
you mean in 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 Tsukuba in or in Japan? Yeah, in Tsukuba. So there are definitely two huge big groups. Yeah, and there are kind of elitist kind of road racer type uh, uh-huh. the racer types, and they wear like really flashy kind of fitted. Uh, clothing, sure. okay, and they wear definitely wear helmets, and they go really fast, and they ride on the road. But on the other hand, uh, the majority of cyclists ride on sidewalks. That's on been, the sidewalk. Yeah, that yeah. has been a oh, huge wow. problem. So, yeah, in um, a few years ago, the government clearly stated the bicycle has to ride on the street, on not on the sidewalks. Right. Okay. But there isn't enough. There aren't enough spaces for cyclists, so kind of people are pushed away onto the sidewalks, and and the big problem is um, just since they ride on the sidewalks, uh, the cyclists ride on sometimes ride on. Oh, in Japan, we drive on the opposite side, right. so the bicycle has to keep left. Um, oh, right. Yeah, on the street, mm. but sometimes they. Right on the right hand side, and so you know they could hit. There's conflict, yeah, yeah. conflict with the cars, yeah. and it's really bad. It's all like messed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Do you feel like there's? It sounds like there might be some tension built up. Do you feel that that is reaching, or I guess, mm-hmm. what point do you feel that's reaching? Do you think it's going to continue to be this way, or, or is this discussion starting to occur in terms of of like what can we do to solve right. this, or or, mm-hmm. or examining that? Yeah, definitely. I think more discussions are happening, and I think the government is seeing more potential in cycling. And I think the the money is starting to, you know, the support the cyclists okay. more and more. But, um, for example, like Portland started really early in terms of like building bike infrastructures and like bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Like I heard it's from seventies. Yeah, yeah, right around. Sounds right. about right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I heard like you know Portland spends like one percent of the whole uh, budget to build like freeways, so now you guys have like more than three hundred miles uh, of like bike lanes and mm-hmm. like shared you know, yeah. bike roads. I think the last stat I saw was it's a couple years ago now, but mm-hmm. it was something like three hundred seventy-five, maybe three hundred eighty or so. Right. Um, and, and and in this context, bike infrastructure it could be a bike lane, a mm-hmm. a uh, trail network, right. or neighborhood our, greenway. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Um, and the greenways, I think, especially within like the past five or six years, I feel like is where a lot of that uh, right. expansion has been happening. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Yeah, speaking of the the neighborhood greenway, greenways, mm-hmm. um, actually, when we were in Copenhagen, we rode from uh, Copenhagen to Munster, Germany. Oh, right. Right, yeah. Actually, we cheated. We took a train <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was, we rode over. Oh, I heard like, there, was, there was a little bit of controversy with the train, right? <laughs> right, mm. right. So actually, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, in Germany, um, it was the the bicycle road was almost like the neighborhood greenway mm-hmm. in a really rural setting. Like we um, rode between like um, the forest or the like cornfields or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But in Denmark, um, the bike path was just by the main roads, which a lot of cars are running but they have like dedicated space for cyclists and the environment changed 
drastically from okay. yeah Denmark to Germany. Yeah, so that was really interesting. Yeah, did it? Did it? When it, when you're going through, so the the scenery changed. Do you feel like the mm-hmm. nature of cycling itself changed? You, did you feel like you were all of a sudden right. uh, subject to a different rule set yeah, or a different perception? Definitely. So in Denmark, like cyclists are sort of uh, positioned in a like a higher hierarchy. I, I shouldn't say hierarchy, but you know more. Well, you mentioned like, earlier, it's mm, just sort of understood that they're right, there. It's as common yeah. as walking. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. In Germany, definitely cars has more priority. Power, yeah. yeah, priority. And the cyclists. But also, like, in a way, um, they do it really uh, well, clever way, because there are, like, kind of rural roads. Not many cars will be running there. So having, like, a shared space for cars and cyclists mm-hmm. make total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were cycling through, so there's there's some Euro bike routes, which are, I, right, I guess, right. would be the closest equivalent to some of the ACA routes here yeah. within the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have experience riding on those? And, and if so, how did it go? Uh, you mean the in the... In, in the, Germany. In, your, in Germany? Yeah. Right. Actually, in the beginning, we weren't aware of the long-distance um, cycle roads, but we realized there were icons, mm-hmm. and we've been following certain icons throughout our trip and then we reached the uh, Munster and we were talking with the people at the Germ- um, German Cycle Association ADFC and they they told us there these icons signify okay. certain routes okay. oh. but, but we weren't really aware of the right. yeah, so the you were, you were just kind of following them unbeknownst right and exactly. but but ended up in the right spot right okay yeah. Kind of reminds me of the uh, scenic bikeways system that we got going here. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that, that's been um, sort of tying back to the conference from this week. That was a lot of the discussion that's happening is, oh, yeah? um, should we, and if so, how do we, or where should we expand, or, or, or should things be linked? Should they be separate destinations? Um, and and the, the book I've been reading is, is what got me really excited about this. So Germany at least in terms of the mm-hmm. route that you folks were following, mm-hmm. um, has a really neat network where they sort of develop relationships right. with communities mm-hmm. and sort of have sponsor um, hosts, I guess you could say. And so Interesting. even though it's a, a national cycling mm-hmm. network, you and um, your community would take ownership or responsibility um, for operating a certain section of that. And wow. so they have it broken down into this really neat uh, sort of accountability network, if you will. And mm-hmm. and so people take a lot of pride within their roots for going through their parts of town or community. And Great. in terms of the Oregon Scenic Bikeways, um, there's been similar discussion of like, should we link them up? If, if so, how? Um, and also like, how much sense does that make? Because at least within the context of cycling in Oregon, um, the scenic bike routes are fantastic. Oh, yeah. But when you get in between them, sometimes that can be a little, a little bit hairy. Less, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it got me thinking there's, there's been a recent extension of the Appalachian Trail called the International yeah. Appalachian. Uh, and that happened, I think, back in the late 2000s. And with that, it's actually running all across the world now. And so they, they sort of had to go into communities and sort of see, well, what type of signage makes sense? How do we tie this all together? And in the, in the Appalachian Trail sense, it even runs in some places where there aren't any Appalachian 
uh, oh, yeah. stones. So, <laughs> so Iceland would be a good example of right. that. But the sentiment, uh, for example, of creating the uh, IAT through Iceland was that Iceland's kind of in the middle of the two continents. So at some point in time... You like, had to connect them exactly. somewhere. Exactly. Iceland, yeah. <laughs> because it, it generates that plate um, dispersion, really does tie in, in a sense there. And so with that, it just got me thinking, you know, it, is there or should we look to connect internationally through something and also, if so, what would that look like? Um, and, and is there a need to, or, or should we keep things separate and distinct? And so that balance between having uh, local connections and having people really take pride and ownership of their segment of the route, I think is a really important piece for keeping those active and keeping those healthy over time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, this is my head scratcher for the week. Is, <laughs> is there a way to keep that uniqueness and that really nice tie into local communities but still have that be a part of a bigger network. And, and I guess, how would we do that? Right, right. Oh. It's neat that you were able to to tie into that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. um, back in where we are in Japan, um, uh, it's called Ibaraki Prefecture. And the prefecture is like sort of like a state. It's smaller, but yeah, you know, like a state. It works like a state. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the the last, um, it's not mayor. What's the person who leads the state? Governor? Governor, governor. governor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, governor of the, the prefecture. Um, he stated that he wants to make Ibaraki like a most cyclable. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, prefecture cool. In Japan. Uh, but we are definitely way <laughs> behind. <laughs> yeah. But we had this, um, we had the second biggest lake in Japan and we've been, uh, helping them develop like a signage uh for oh, the yeah. for the lake and we have this like little hilly um route called like uh the Mount Scuba um bike route and it's connected it's 180 kilometers so it's not that long but within that route all the local communities are kind of called in in a uh what we call it like there's like a meetings huh? every every month and like talk about what they can do. And uh, a lot of times they talk about, okay, we have this great food in our city or in our town or great produce, or we have this beautiful temple or, yeah. So I think if the local people can contribute on the, along the way, I think it it has benefits for the cyclists, tourists and the, yeah, definitely for the yeah. local. Yeah, that's one of the well. yeah, that's one of the things with the Oregon scenic bikeways. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of towns that were otherwise struggling financially mm-hmm. were getting a lot of tourists, cycle tourist money right. coming in, mm-hmm. um, and it became kind of a very welcome thing. Uh, we have a thing every year called uh, Cycle Oregon, cool. where. Uh, they pick a large part of of the state, mm-hmm. and um, for a certain amount of money, you can ride this uh, pretty uninterrupted route, Great. and uh, it goes through a lot of smaller towns, and and uh, it really boosts their local economy that way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, sounds like something similar is happening over yeah. there then. Yeah. Uh, at least we are trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so also within that trying, what has the response been at the local level to efforts that you've been been sort of working towards? Right. Actually, um, compared to what's happening here, probably um, 
I think there are, what should I say? Definitely there are a lot of like a road racer type who is interested in riding on the, along the, the lake. Uh-huh. Um, that there are divide between those kind of elitist cyclist group. Uh-huh. I, maybe I shouldn't say elitist, but yeah. they, they have that kind of mentality. The, the fast, fast right. riders. I think, like, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, one of the words that they use, um, in, in sort of official um, uh, language, you know, whenever, what is it? Uh, the fearless and... Um, uh, fearless, shoot. fearless and fast? No, nope, that's totally not blank. it. That's not it either. But, it, it, you know, the, you yeah, have the yeah, several your, categories. Your categories. You have the... the, the um, you could just say fearless, I think. Maybe that is word. just it. Yeah. You know, you have the, the fearless, the people who are going to cycle regardless of what the infrastructure is like. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the sort of like interested but oh. but concerned where like if the infrastructure was a little nicer, they might get on the cycling. And then right. you have sort of like the nevers, the people who are like, <laughs> I would never cycle mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, right. And it sounds like, you know, um, sort of describing the the – the elitist type is is oh, sort of that fearless like fearless, they're they're going right, to be out there regardless way. right right but the probably you know how do we bring in kind of sort of average people right the bike lanes yeah that's mm-hmm. still a big you know, thing we have to tackle mm-hmm. yeah and i i mean it's, it's been kind of an ongoing thing here too mm-hmm. um i think one of the biggest things right. that is uh brought people more into biking is mm-hmm. the bike share program yeah you know? definitely mm-hmm. right is there a bike share back um i'm sorry mm-hmm. the, the name of the town oh uh, it's scuba scuba yeah, yeah thank you right. um is there a bike share in scuba or, or is that something because the the dockless bikes have been super big abroad but mm-hmm. um have those made their way through japan actually we have small scale bike sharing system okay. but not as big as like like bike town in Portland has like you know so many locations. I mean that's easy because we got Nike money right. funding yeah. it. You know, that's true. <laughs> we kind of cheated. Yeah. We we got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, more things are happening in Tokyo from uh, the companies from China is coming in mm-hmm. like a Mobike and right. Yeah. How's the reception been for that? I think it hasn't like really officially started yet. Okay. But um there are smaller uh, things happening with like the, the red uh bikes in Tokyo. I think the NTT Docomo, which is the yeah, cell phone yeah. company. Okay. Yeah, the cell phone yep. carrier yeah. is um uh funding. That is going on for a while. But huh. the scale is to be honest, not as yeah, big mm-hmm. compared to what's happening in China. So yep. I th- my guess is like the the bigger players like the mobike will take over yeah in a couple of years or yeah. so I mm-hmm. right. you mentioned uh towards the beginning of the show that mm-hmm. you're you're facing some difficulties or you're facing some restrictions from the government um i'd like to talk a little bit about sort of again what's what those are and then mm-hmm. also is there progress being made or, or sort of if you had a way to, to go to the government and say, this is how we should do it, right. uh, what, what would that look like? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned earlier about the, the size rec- restrictions of the cargo bike. Yeah. Oh, right. What is right. it? Six so foot? Width-wise, it's um, 600 millimeters. That's about 
two feet, and the、uh, the lengthwise it's around nineteen hundred millimeters. So that's about six three, six four. Okay. So it's not that big. For example, like metro feet is about maybe eight or、right. nine. It's well、know. over that. Right.、Yeah. So we can't, yeah, legally ride that in Japan.、Mm-hmm. So, but I think、um, since we do this rice cooker thing back in Japan as well, people are really interested in、mm. the cargo bikes because you know you don't see. Many, I mean, almost at all. Like, yeah, there are some long tails. Yeah,、uh-huh. uh, but f- for example, like long,、uh, long johns. Yeah, yeah, the, the front loading cargo bikes. Okay, they see it as a like a really strange things.、Hmm. Yeah, so we are seen as usually, but in a way, that's a good thing. So it's a good exposure that we kind of demonstrate with. Yeah, our equipment. Yeah, this is useful.、Mm-hmm. And but sometimes they take pictures, and、mm-hmm. you know, yeah, with the rice cookers, and yeah. So in that sense, it's it's good. So I think more exposure is good. So we want to have like a demonstration, like the you know the disaster relief trials. Yeah, yeah, and it has meaning in terms of like the yeah、uh, the emergency situation. Okay, and it's a, also a disaster drill. So and the. Definitely, like it has to be fun. Yeah, oh yeah, lots of fun. And,、mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are really good at that. <laughs> we, we certainly yeah. try. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like yeah, the pedal palooza,、mm-hmm. and also there's a like a you guys have like something like Sunday Parkways. Yes. Yep. Throughout the, the summer, a、right. different part of Portland will be closed off to、right. to motor vehicles and、yeah. uh, pedestrian and and cycle traffic,、mm-hmm. and it、um, it sort of becomes like a big f-、um, like kind of a fair almost、mm-hmm. like、uh, vendors will come by and、right. like set up shop there. So like as you're walking along or riding along, you can stop for like a snack or、uh, you know various trinkets or whatever. Yeah, things like that.、It's、pretty cool. cool. Um, and that was actually taken as inspiration, or f- taken from inspiration from like、uh, Latin American countries. And in、uh, Mexico City, they have、uh, Ciclovia,、mm-hmm, where、right. the main streets are, are closed off、mm-hmm. to automobile traffic. And、uh, I think it's also called Ciclovia in、uh, Bolivia, Colombia. Yeah, in- and I think there's one in LA now too. Oh, for real? Yeah, I, I, right on I, LA. I, I recall seeing a video、uh, around this time last year. I'd need to double check that, but it, it in that spirit, at least,、uh, survives. Yes. For、um, and this is open question to anyone. In terms that of, means you guys have to answer. That that, <laughs> that means that you, you don't have to, but you're certainly welcome to.、Um, so a bit about. Biking and sort of its its interaction with activism. I mean, that's always been a very big component、mm-hmm. of how we see social social change、uh, in, in many senses carried out. Do you think that in Japan there's a a situation where the change that you're looking for, the change you want to see, you mentioned not wanting to break any laws,、mm-hmm. but but if that fails, if there if there's just no budging on that, do you think、um, like a rice cooker ride on a on a long bike or on a cargo bike? Subverting authority, breaking the law. Do you do you <laughs> see potential or, or or things getting to a point where that might be an option or, or sort of even the best option? Or do you feel like you still have a lot of ways that you can work with the government and that it's more a, t- a process over time? And this, yeah, again, is open to anyone. <laughs> <laughs>、yeah. It's a pretty 
difficult question. <laughs> sure. And and you can take any part of yeah. that too.、Right. And if you need to translate any of that,、mm-hmm. you know. もしえっとその今現状では例えばブレッブリッドクロックワーク本当は合法的には乗れないじゃない、mm-hmm. でいいアシストも外してるし、mm-hmm. uh, uh, By the way, we we have a, a bullet, a e-bullet. Uh, back in Japan, but that's illegal in terms of like two sense, senses. Like one、oh, is、yeah. like, the size.、Mm-hmm. And oh, second, and it's electric. electric. Yeah, so、yep. it's、yes. electric. Yeah. We、um, struggle with that here too sometimes. Right. <laughs> right. So the Shimano haven't like. Do they not sell their systems in the Japan? Steps, steps aren't、Whoa. allowed yet. Okay. That's, that's like. Mind blown right now. Right, right. Like, I, I have more electric bikes. They make them there.、Right. Yeah. yeah. Our, our shop has more electric bikes than they sell in all of Japan. <laughs> right.、Oh. The step system's great, by the way. <laughs> Happy to hear. So, actually, we brought back the e bullet from Denmark.、Mm-hmm. Okay. But we are using without the e assist,、okay. where we put the DI2、uh, shifters and we are using the, the internal hub shift shifters,、oh. but not with the. Yes, assist. Okay. All right. May, may I answer?、Yeah. I don't know if I can answer the whole、sure. question. That's okay. Yeah. Any, any、uh, piece of it. Just, just more curious. Yeah. Open ended. For example, like people do graffiti, even if it's illegal. What? <laughs> like, you know. They do? Yeah. No. Graffiti. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, yeah, that, that happens. Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. And, it, and there are definitely like a street cultures and Cultures can change people's mind. Yeah. Like, rather than, maybe that's quicker than like changing the law. Okay. Yeah. So, I think like when there are more groups of people who ride cargo bikes and if the government sees like, like benefit in it or the potential in it, because Tokyo is such a congested city and there's really, really limited amount of、uh, space. But Automobile has been the priority、uh, over bicycle. But if that changes, I think the city would be much, much better、yeah. place for people. And yeah.、Hmm. So, do you find yourself thinking、um, that there's going to be a tipping point eventually? And then, and then、uh, people will realize that. that Cars, I've seen a lot of nods here that cars、yeah. are, are no longer going to be the priority and, and maybe bikes will sort of become more normal. Right. Or do you see it kind of still being a struggle?、Mm. Actually,、um, in Tokyo, <coughs> there are great public transportation systems. So people don't have to rely on their cars、mm. so much. All right. So Tokyo would be probably, I'm thinking, easier. Maybe suburban cities or the more out, outside the big cities. Like Tsukuba is really car centric、okay. in Japan. Yeah, so everybody drives. You have relatively large, like three lane streets.、Um, that's kind of rare in Japan. Like we have narrower streets. Even, since it was like a new, new, built as a new city, people rely more on the cars.、But、I think that it's more difficult in those like. Um, whatchamacallit, like cities outside Tokyo、mm. might be difficult. But I don't think, I, um, my guess is I don't think it's going to be the, the, the cyclists going to be majority. Yeah. But there could be a point that people want to 
ride more bicycle. Like for like Portland is a good example. Um, the percentage is not majority. Mm-hmm. Oh no, uh, it's like seven percent. Yeah, roughly seven percent. Yeah, right. fluctuates a bit in the summertime. So we we have our fair weather riders, but year round, just around seven. Right, right. So, um, but still, um, Portland is seen as a bike friendly city, mm-hmm. and cyclists are really visible. And yeah, so we consider Portland as a cycling city. But there could be a um, point that you know the the city where we are from, Scuba, could be uh, something like that. More more yeah, cycle more friendly. Cycle friendly. Yeah. 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 And the mayor uh, have changed last year, pretty okay. recently. And before I didn't say anything, the mayor told me that. Um, he wants to make Scuba more like the Portland. Wow. Yeah. wow. So that's nice. <laughs> I think that's great. So yeah. he um he has a contract is one of the um Portland Development Agency. Um Portland Development Commission. Commission, yeah. And Question the, uh, yeah, um his name is uh Yamazaki san. Uh and he works there and he does a lot of projects in Japan. So the gov- uh the mayor is uh, connected with him. Okay. And, wow. Yeah. Starting That's to cool. do something. So something may happen. Yeah. It's starting to get some connections. Yeah. There. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess. Um, so as we as we transition over into our other segments, I've mm-hmm. got a question um, for for everyone. Is, and that would be between 2015. Uh, your first visit and your visit today. Oh, what have you seen that's changed? What have mm-hmm. you seen that surprised you? Um, and what have you seen that stayed the same? <laughs> Second part of the question: What has improved? Mm-hmm. And what? Well, no, we'll just say what has improved. <laughs> has improved. Keep it positive right. for a change. <laughs> Only the positive change. Sure. Oh. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I heard from the 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 Todd's friend, uh, mm-hmm. the Billy. Oh, Billy! Yeah, Billy, yeah, Billy right. said about the population was um, explosion. Oh, oh yes, oh. population explosion. Yes, and uh, so that the traffic is a little bit. Mm. Yes. Busier. Right, yes. Right. There are yes. bicycle congestion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Still more automobile congestion uh-huh. than. <laughs> than right. but, how, but yeah. How do you feel, girls? Mm. Oh, a question of us. Uh, <sighs> let's see. I, right. I, I. So when I first moved to town, I feel like it was <laughs> the. I, I go off the metric of like one per one thousand interaction is. Um, just a little bit tense like it, it makes you think twice or you remember it later in the day for one reason or another and then i feel like over time it's it's worked its way down to about maybe one in 500 now so like perceptible still not bad but mm-hmm. but you 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 notice it just a little, a little bit, bit more, more. Yes. yeah Interesting. just a little bit yeah so i think the the william uh, uh a friend of mine um he was mentioning like north williams yeah um could get really busy during the the rush hours in the mornings yeah. and yeah. sometimes there are kind of yeah the lines the bicycles there are days where because williams is is a uh my main route back mm-hmm. home from right. from work and uh there are days where i will go out of my way 
because I just I just don't want to be in a crowd. You don't want to be on the bike highway. No, I don't. Of the United States of America, which is which is weird because honestly, as congested as as the bikeway on Williams can be, it's nowhere near as bad as like some of the roads I have to sit in on a daily basis. Even you know, as a as a bus driver, you know, where I'm just kind of putzing along on what was once an expressway and going 10 miles an hour mm. because something up ahead had happened and now everything's slowed down because we're working uh-huh. at capacity already. Mm. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a closing question to you all. Although, to be clear, you never really answered Guthrie's question. It's okay. <laughs> 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 これ、マイク来た時はポートランドのそのなんかインメンしか見えなかったんですけど、今回その商に自転車に対して課税されてるっていう風が始まった、最近始まったっていう話を聞いて、ポートランドまだ戦ってる部分、自転車と車の自転車
you know, learning how to um, kind of be self, well, not even self-reliant because you came together as a community. Um, so mm. I guess my closing question for all of you is like, what can we do? What can we learn from your guys's experience? What is something, I don't know, that like you maybe have seen traveling through here that you, this is a very complicated question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what have you seen like traveling through here that you could you could say we could benefit from adopting something that you guys are already doing or have done um, to be reliant uh, in 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 the face of 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 loss of infrastructure and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Do this guy. えっと、今、えっと、アーロンが聞きたかったのは、えっと、例えばみんなはその、まあ、震災を経験してそのインフラがこうなくなったりとか、まあ、電気止まったりとかガソリンがそういう経験をしている中で,でポートランドの人たちがなんか学べることって何かあるかなっていうことだったり、うん、もうすでにやってることからこう学んでほしいってことなんだろうみたいな。質問でもし何か答えられたら訳す学んでほしいこと、うん、学んでほしいこと There's a lot of head scratching going on a lot of, a lot of chins and a lot of head 原発はよくないとかそういうことでもいいんだよ<笑>でも僕ばっかり答えちゃったら何、ね、かある、uh, Sharing the food from、mm -hmm. just one pot, it's really good to build community.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, we feel all the time. Shared meals. Yeah. yeah.、Mm -hmm. Right. Also, we love fire, looking fire. <laughs> Making fire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> trying to make the fire is so、um, helpful. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, like while、yeah. for disaster relief, I、right, think、right. mm. that is、uh, yeah, important. So, we're gonna try to go outside and、uh, try to do some camp thing. Sure,、mm. that is a、uh, so important thing,、mm -hmm. yeah. I guess. So, bonding, bonding、uh, over yeah, that right, experience. Right, right. And uh, the Yasu has writing his um graduation, um, the thesis. And his theme was like rewilding.、Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. So we've been the human being being like a little bit too spoiled in a way. So like we have to go a little bit tougher <laughs>、yeah. direction. Yeah. Get, get back in touch. Right.、Yeah. Right. Yeah.、Hmm. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Just what is something that, that we in Portland could, could、right. uh, benefit、what? from? Yeah. Right.、Uh, That you guys are already doing、uh, to in the in the realm of 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 yeah right disaster relief or, or disaster reliance even、mm. actually I think Portland does better job in terms of like community building and like、uh, what you call it the advocacy advocacy、mm -hmm. groups、uh -huh. and like yeah so I think people in general very good at like. Talking, discussing. But I think、um, some people may not think this disaster is really coming. Yes.、Yeah. 
um, people might think, oh, it's not going to happen while I'm alive or, yeah. Or they're, they're willing to take that chance. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it could happen tomorrow or even, you know, a couple hours later. Right. Yeah. So have to be really prepared that, yeah, that they could really come. So, you know, I heard the telecom crossing is the only bridge. Maybe the Selwood. Selwood. Yeah. But, yeah. Because they just rebuilt that. Mm-hmm. In magnitude 9 earthquake. Yes. So, I have to really think that may happen to you. So, yeah, think about like what you can do or what your community can do uh, to save yeah. The, yeah. the community. And I think yeah. what I'm getting out of that too is, uh, you know, I've I've talked often about preparing a relief kit and I, I've not gotten too far. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is if, if you find yourself in that position, don't mm-hmm. wait, just do right. something. It doesn't have to exactly. be the entire thing. Just right, start right. that journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah start yeah. now. Definitely. Yeah. It's important. But also like as Kaides said, I think preparing for the community is sometimes it's a fun thing, you know, mm-hmm. like the practicing like cooking rice or Whatever you can do, yeah, I think that is yeah, great yeah thing, and I think yeah, as as I said before, you guys are really good at like having fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that spirit is like. So, so we just sure. we, we got to sprinkle a little disaster yeah, yeah. Uh, preparation <laughs> into that fun. That's right. Yeah. I could be a pedal pleaser, right? <laughs> That's yeah, right. yeah. Disaster town, right? <laughs> well. Thank you all so much for joining us in the studio yeah. this evening. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming back to Portland, too. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. We hope you'll come again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening to the studio session. And now here is the audio from 2017 with the Rice Cooker Ride. Hey folks, this is Brock. I am recording from my kitchen, standing next to my hot pink fridge. Seriously, it is hot pink. You have no idea how bright the color pink on this fridge is. Hey, speaking of fridges, guess what you can, well, guess what you can put in a fridge once you've cooked it? Rice, that's right. And uh, rice is uh, the theme of the rice cooker ride that we did, wow, too long ago now, and uh, forgot to stash the audio in a place I could find it. So finally... Boy, the fall of 2016, last fall, we participated on a ride with some folks from Japan, Team Japan, who came to Portland to participate in the disaster relief trials, uh, which uh, we also, Team Sincerity was there as Aaron Flores, myself, and Daniel Harkins, the muscle of Team Sincerity. We participated in the disaster relief trials, so did Team Japan, and Team Japan was comprised of a teacher from a school over there, and some of his students, and they came to Portland to participate in the disaster relief trials because they have firsthand experience with how you know how a disaster can rock a country. Uh, you remember, in fact, that they had the uh, the whole issue with the earthquake and tidal waves and the nuclear plants kind of melting down over there. And uh, Tad, who is the leader of Team Japan, was very interested in figuring out a way to make sure that people could still cook some sort of food uh, in a sustainable way, in a, a way that could be done during a disaster. So we hung out with them on the rice cooker ride, which I believe was October 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, 2016. And, you know, uh, it was a good time. We hung around. We went to the uh, St. John's Bridge Cathedral Park. 
we watched them with this ingenious fire-powered rice cooker, and uh, we made rice balls, we hung out with them, we drank sake, and I was there when a reporter from K2 interviewed Tad about the whole project. So we've got audio from all of that. So without further ado, here you go. Our ride along with the rice cooker ride by Team Japan. Okay, I guess it's started. I am waiting for the Max to get up to Overlook Park. I'm going to be running a little bit late to the rice cooker ride. But uh, after yesterday, I decided I'm going to Max up to the ride versus riding up Interstate and further... um, Hurting myself, I guess. I don't know. I'm in a little bit of pain, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay. So, uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing? So, today uh, we're going to cook rice okay. and uh, eat them. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. Uh, so, the story is um, we were here to participate for the disaster relief trials uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, Mike uh, Cobb is the organizer and yeah we started the race but um we're doing this um rice cooking ride events in japan after the earthquake because um when earthquake happened uh, we had rice and water but we didn't know how to cook rice with fire yeah so we everybody uses electric um like rice cooker yeah so you know rice and water was useless in a way so we decided, okay, let's relearn how to cook rice just like a regular. There's um, the equipment now. <laughs> it's right. See it? Survival of good earthquake. <laughs> um, I'm Brock. I'm with the Sprocket Podcast. It's okay if I piggyback on what you guys are up to? Yeah, as long as I don't see your hand. That's all I care. Exactly. It's the mic. Exactly. Shove it in. Right, right, right. I'll keep so, the shot clean. Yeah. Cool. What was That's your name again? Jason. Uh, Jason. I feel yeah. like we might have met before, but I forget. I met so many people. Indeed. So let's assume Indeed. that we did. Let's assume we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt from K2 is going to ask them some questions in a bit, yeah. and I'm just going to just record. Yeah, so in with this. they don't have to. Exactly. This is a media event. He has to stand for the rice is done. Yes, until we're done eating the rice. I think I might, I might run up. And get some stuff. Oh yeah. See if I can find some like nori or something. Oh, there's a Safeway even closer. Oh, do they depending on what you want. I oh, I don't know. I just thought I there was an Asian market on Killings Road. Where she stopped going. Also Occidental. Oh yeah. That way. They don't have nori, but they have beer. <laughs> Which you know. <laughs> well, they might have. Looks like they got all the supplies already. I just want to contribute. Yeah. I think they, Saki. they would have. <laughs> I don't think you can find sake at grocery outlet. Probably not. Just running? Yeah. Sure. Good. <laughs> Ready? Go. <laughs> it is twelve twenty-five. Okay. Better. Better hurry. Better hurry. We're hungry. Rice at twelve thirty, right? <laughs> yeah. Twelve thirty. Oh wow. So I'm drinking my aperitif now, right? Okay. That's good. I got to get rid of the. <laughs> there actually yeah. is. <laughs> this is legit, man. I think so. I think that's the message I'm getting. 
Nice. Yes. Hashtag rice cooker ride. Okay. Official word's been given. It's one minute. One minute till And there's smoke. <laughs> Excuse me. You're excused. <laughs> Took me a sec. Got a glass. Hey, oh. No, my audience. It's not audience, it's audience. <laughs> Is that one, yeah, one listener? Just put that on there. That wasn't there last summer. Thank you, audience. <laughs> I think. I think I might run up and grab a coffee. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> looks like it, you know they, I don't have to go to the grocery store. I brought all of our all of our sauces. Oh, that's nice. And <laughs> <laughs> Portland ketchup. Yes. <laughs> you never know when you're gonna want it. Tomato-based paste. No, no rice cooker ride is complete without Portland ketchup. <laughs> so it's wrapped in the garbage. <laughs> no. Just, uh, Those bags are useful for many things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we were going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. I think a good, like, wide shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I completely forgot. I lost that. I used to have, like, a really nice pair of chopsticks. Yeah. From China. I don't want I got Ooh, I have these. This is the newspaper from yesterday. Oh, yes. When we wrapped the eggs. <laughs> for the disaster relief Yeah, prize. right. Yeah. And what is this? This is um, sake from Nagano. Did you bring it from home? Yeah, we did. Thank you. It's a really good one. Yeah. It's a sake. Right. So we brought some rice crackers as well. Oh, is this going to pop? So um, traditionally, we use this um, kind of wooden box thing to, mm -hmm. um, yeah, during sake. But we kind of everybody uses like one cup and drink it out. So is, is that okay? Yes. yes. Right? Well, yes, you did. It is. That, if that's okay, yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Would you like to stop? stop? Sure. <laughs> because the drink itself is antiseptic, right? So right. <laughs> right. So we sip and pass, Whoa. yes? Yes, sip and pass. So, Corner? So yes. Oh, no, that's all for Brock, right? Balance. So, so, yeah. <laughs> well, he might need a, yeah. He might well, need the etiquette. Great. Right. Yeah. To your health. Yeah, to your health. All right. What, what's the traditional... Oh, we say kampai. 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 What is right. it? Right. It's, um, cheers. cheers. Wow. Cheers. Wow. Cheers. There you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. see through time. <laughs> 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 what have I just done? <laughs> 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 that would be fun. Good luck. 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 Are your insides burning? It was it was really it was a lot smooth, smoother going down than I was expecting. Dude, that shit, yeah. I would say if you take it up, that's the stuff you should have. <laughs> that's the stuff I should take yeah, up. Yeah. The hard stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> like you're wearing your evil cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come by. Come by. I love it. I love it. Dr. Oh, Evil. Actually, stop it from you add little moisture, chain? moisture, yeah, to make it, make, yeah, make it solid. It's, it's not like a drying out. It's like a, what you call it? It's different method to have the coating. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> So this is like custom made for like our, our project, Kamado. We call it Kamado project. Kamado is like a traditional rice cooker. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's so what the sign says. Rye, Kamado. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah. So are you guys a group like at your, are you at a university? university. You're based out of a yes. university? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. And are you the I'm leader? I'm a teacher. The te- teacher. You teach there. Yeah. I what teach do you there. teach there? I teach graphic design. Actually. Oh, oh but, cool. Um, cool. You know. People think I'm like a Kamado teacher. It's your side, your right, side, side, your hobby. Project. It is an art. But Kat, I, did you I get think, some of this? Yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah. So good. Okay. Right. That's really neat. So then. Uh, the fire dying up. We need a. Yeah, it's Some hand yeah, that, that helps, yeah. That'll make it go. <laughs> That's you know, true. Oh, yeah, our newspaper. But that wouldn't be true. Well, yeah, we got to... It would make the rice have a um, hand sanitizer. I should go the essence. Not here and here and there. That's side. Go, Biscay, go. Go. <laughs> You tell me if I encroach. Okay. <laughs> you done this before? Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, yesterday. It's all it's all on tape. It's super easy. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. I think one of your colleagues yeah. uh, approached me at the race before the race. Actually. Uh, first question. What's your name? My name is Tad. Tad Hara. How do you spell that, Tad? Uh, T A D. H A R A, but I can't pronounce my first name. And who are you with? I'm with uh, my students from Japan uh, in my university. Uh, they're mostly learning design, graph design, environmental design, architecture. Uh, students learning art and design. Yeah. Um, what's the what uh, type of professor are you? I mean, like uh, uh-huh. of I, design. I teach graphic design. Graphic right. design. Yeah. And um, what's, what was the university one more time? Uh, university of Tsukuba in Japan, which is one or northeast of Tokyo. Okay. Um, so why did you come out here? Why are, right. why, why are you here? Yeah, actually we were here for the disaster relief trials in Portland. Um, it was yesterday. It's a cargo bike race that... Um, preparing for like an earthquake and do surprise runs yeah so we had like 11 checkpoints and run, run about 30 miles with uh, maximum like 100 pounds of load yeah so the reason why we came here to join the race is that uh, we do rice cooking bike rides back in Japan and the philosophy behind the DRT is very similar to what we do in Japan uh, which is like prepare for the earthquake, but do it in a fun way, not just like serious, you know. Um, and yeah, and I really 
I was also really interested in the community building part of the event. So I really want to bring that back to Japan and try our DRT in Japan. Uh, that's the reason why we're here. And you were talking about the importance mm-hmm. of, I mean, in the middle of the disaster, you didn't have electricity and, and to come up with a solution. That's can you, right. Can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Uh, so, um, back in Japan, the earthquake happened in 2011. And at that time, like, our university town got, like, power outage. Like, you know, the Fukushima incident and all the electricity. Uh, so, we had, like, power outage for, like, about a week. But there were worse areas, like, um, yeah, outage for, like, two weeks. And so we had rice and water, but we couldn't really cook because we only had like an electric rice cooker. Yeah, so, um, wait, so if you know how to cook rice in a traditional way using like log fire and old fashioned stove, yeah, so we first learned how to u- use that. And then we slowly decided, okay, let's make one. And we started making one with like a cob material, like soil and a straw mixed with water. Yeah, so we started doing that, and then one of the students, he's from Sendai, which is like affected by earthquake like really badly, and he said like cars were so useless, and the bikes were the most um, usable, very um, yeah, good thing to have. So okay, let's then let's put the rice cooker in the bike and do some rice cooking with the bike rides. So that's this like a Kamado. Uh, ride thing started so it was like a kind of you know same spirit like it's fun thing with like okay preparing for the disaster so there's like a two folds and this yeah this event. so I mean what I'm hearing and uh-huh. you can tell me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. is I mean well, I think of Japan I think mm-hmm. of, they've gone through a lot of you know they've gone through a lot of earthquakes yeah but you guys even even with all the experience that you guys have, mm-hmm. more experience than we, uh-huh. um, you're still learning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because like, um, yeah, I don't want to say this, but like, if I have like a project with like a city government, like fun event, is considered like uh, just a playing, you know, not not like an important thing. But we think like, um, you know, like people learn more with having fun rather than just doing serious like. You know, learning from the book or you know, doing like a serious like evacuation drill. That's that's also important. But you know, everyday fun thing with the metropolis, like learning, is super important. And Portland has a lot of like community uh, actually um, doing things like that. And there are a lot of like bike rides, and it's all like community and like friends based. And we want to actually do something similar back in Japan as well. Right. So, not necessarily like kind of like a top-down like thing, but more like a bottom-up, like the citizens gather up to prepare for the disaster. Uh, so, I think there are so much things we can learn from Portland. And actually, Portland is like a really hot, really, really... Um, yeah, popular in the media actually. There are a lot of magazines covering articles about Portland, and of course, there's a hip aspect of it, like very cool, like yeah, um, and like 
you know, there are many things like um, farm to table movement and like a lot of like small breweries, small businesses, yeah, popping up everywhere. And yeah, it's actually, yeah, Portland is seen as a really cool place. And, so, or, I mean, um, I guess mm-hmm. whenever I think of earthquake preparedness, right? I kind of feel like that we're probably behind, you know, we're, we're behind, but mm. you think we're doing okay? Or I, I, mean, I think it, so. In terms of the, in terms of the, um, the neighborhood, um, uh, I think there's a neighborhood, very strong neighborhood association, and also you have very strong community building things like painting the street with the neighbors or doing the group rides or the... Uh, what do you call it? That you block the street and you do, do the bike riding like all day, like oh, yeah. sun, Sunday, oh, Sunday parkways, parkways, yeah, and something like pedal palooza. So I think people are naturally gathering already. So I think that's the really strong like a uh, part of resilience um, as a community, and as a city. So I think in that sense, I think it's really great. But I'm probably in Japan, like, you know, like the self-defense force has a lot of, like, knowledge about disasters, but not necessarily, like, citizens. So, I think, yeah, you guys are doing really great. Um, anything else you wanted to add about, um, like, why you came over in, in the cooker itself um, yeah. that I didn't ask about? Yeah, actually, um, the rice cooker we brought is um, the metal one, metal stove, so it's, it's a portable one. But uh, we usually use the cob material. It's but it's really heavy, so we couldn't like really carry it over here. But um, actually, um, the students made presentation in front of the president of the, the university and got little grant to come over here. Actually, so we made a proposal that we're gonna participate in DRT and try to cook rice and um, kind of demonstrate what we do, but also like learn from what you guys do. Uh, so it'll be a good exchange and you know, information. And definitely it'll be a great experience for the students and probably the unforgettable yeah, um, week for them. And of course for myself too. You know, it's really great experience. So, Thank you very much. I Thank appreciate you. Oh yeah, we'll keep on talking. Yeah. I'll talk to you next to the uh, next to the cooker. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry, I couldn't. Speak no, no, well. no. It's, you, uh, <laughs> my Japanese is not existent. Good interview. Yeah. This guy kills it in front of a camera. Good. And then, uh, did you know when they're gonna air it? Uh, he was saying maybe six tonight. Six? Yeah. Wow, good spot. Six o'clock news. Dang. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't here. I'm still going, by the way, just uh, just in case. If you don't want to turn it off, you let me know. You know, um, Brock, I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time. But I love you, man. On the record? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Said without irony. Well, let me say that, uh, let me say that uh, uh, reciprocally. You're the coolest. Same. Good, uh, good same, bikes, man. Same feels, yo. Thanks. That bike uh, was a lot of fun yesterday. It worked out really well. Good. We're talking about how nice of a ride it is. And I had the um, the one from, what was it? Well, you, you hooked me up. Oh, oh, from Metro Oh, here Oh, the other one. Um, yeah, the you had the non-electric assist on the... On Correct. The, no, sorry. I'm going to get it. 
What's happening now? So, uh, we washed the rice <laughs> and put the same amount of water as the rice. And then we put the wooden lid. Yeah, the lid is very important because it's kind of heavy. So the pressure goes up and the, it creates like a strong, whatchamacallit, like boiling. Thing. Yeah. And then the air goes through the rice and that's where the rice becomes really good. Yeah. Uh, so the, it becomes like even more sticky than yeah. uh, regular sticky rice. Because you're going to make rice balls at the end? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the lid is heavy, so it doesn't blow off from steam. Exactly. It's also right. wooden, so it's not mm -hmm. like it's it's not dangerous, I guess. Yep, that's right. Like some of the steam or pressure can escape slowly. Mm, right, right. That's right. So we'll um, boil this to you know until like it kind of the steam comes out yeah. and some like the liquid start to blow, um, come out. You're gonna and, see it when it comes out. Yeah. And then you'll know it's almost ready or right exactly so that was the time like we kind of kind of heat to make it i saw the the fire was enormous earlier <laughs> Ted, did you build a lot of fires before you started doing the Kamado rides? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to, I was in America, so I did a lot of barbecue. Sure. So sure. that was that was a little bit in the, the background of this Kamado oh. thing. <laughs> yeah. The fire. Yeah, I think Americans really like barbecue. Americans love fire. Yeah, fire. <laughs> right, and camping and yeah. the, all the outdoor yeah. things. It's like the yeah. simplest form of entertainment. That's right. Yeah, just watching the fire go. I think it's really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, suka. This is like a really nice. Like a, oh, there you nice. go. <laughs> Actually, we purchased it like a couple days ago. <laughs> it's handy. Yeah, it's really so handy. so right there. Right. And you're gonna be you're gonna be doing a lot of like you're gonna be on your knees with the fire a lot, right? right. So you get a good knee pad. Do you know what happened to my wife? <laughs> She's floating about 10 feet off. <laughs> She's went for a swim, it's so weird. So you say that and I'm like half inclined to believe you because that's the sort of thing she would do, but... But I don't see her out there. Sometimes your wife just wanders away and you don't know where she goes. And so this... How, how long does it usually take to cook? Right, so about half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah, half an hour. In this particular stove, do you have to mm. tend it a lot? Like you have to kind of be here and working with it? Until it's got like a boiling hot. Yeah, usually blow a lot. Yeah. <laughs> is this an off-leash area? Yeah. I mean, what isn't, right? But I'm off the leash. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> So, um, do you sort of like initiate ride? Like, do you host your own events, like riding events? Or? This, this last year, I haven't done as much as I normally do, but yes, mm, I love yes. doing that. Right. It's fun. Cool. We just did the 
Fresh Hop Century. Yeah. Which oh, is, uh, right. I guess that's a ride. Two months back now, but yeah. yeah. Right. That's like, I heard that's like an annual thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So this, uh, this bike went on that one. Right, and you had, right, right. It was all, all the all ones those. he made, basically, as many as you could round up from here. We had 13 uh, Metro Feats, and then um, there were a couple other bikes, too, weren't there? Just yeah. Normal bikes? Were there, yeah, just a few normal bikes. I don't remember if there were other cargo bikes or not, but yeah. And we rode down to the hop farm, and then um, this other farm that's Oregon's oldest family-owned, continually run farm in Oregon, and they were there before it was a state, so they were there like 1842 or 1870 years ago or something. Yeah, it was 10 or 11 years before Oregon became a state. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, are there a lot of like the local hop farmers? Yeah, wow. yeah. I think so, there's more hops grown in Oregon than anywhere else in the world, right? Like Washington's close. Washington, if not Washington, more, but yeah. it's really oh, it's like, there's a lot. So it makes sense to make beer, local beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. So is there like a local wheat? I mean, the yeah. barley or the there's a lot of farms like hops. in the inlands, like mm-hmm. kind of eastern Oregon, Washington, mm-hmm. Idaho, in the Palouse. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Right, for these the ingredients yeah. for that. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of that being grown in other places too, but. Oh. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some of that just grown locally. But definitely the hops, and that's what uh, that's what that ride that you put together was all about. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. Oh yeah. Give me some sake. Yeah. Do you know the folks that make this sake, or is it actually uh, this is from um, the place where uh, we go to get these um, lacquerware. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dozo. Dozo. Uh, like uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, how do I say it again? Kampai. 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 No, say it again. Kampai. Kampai. Oh, okay. Kampai. Kampai. <laughs> there you go. There, you go. there we go. Ooh. Too much. <laughs> we have plastic cups. Yeah, everyone has their own level of germophobia. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm a big fan of, uh, well, in the in the vein of resiliency, I'm a big fan of dumpster diving. So you find food in, in trash, you know, and that sort of thing. Cheers. But not everyone likes that. Thank you for uh, putting this together. Yeah, yeah. The, thank you very much for the, all the advice and the bike and everything. Yeah, if I didn't meet you last time, yeah, probably this would never yeah. happen. Yeah. Come you know, uh, by. Yeah. Come by. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, we see. Down the hatch. Yeah. Oh man, you're man. Badass. Badass. Woo! Order. Oh yeah. These are homemade uh, pickled vegetables. Oh, nice. Who made them? Um, what is your name? Cody. Cody. Cody? Cody. Cody. Thank you. Or Cary. Cary American. Thank you, Cary. Oh, here. On a rice cracker? I think you have an order of operations problem there, but... It's true, it's true. It'll work, it'll work. Ooh, let's try with some sriracha. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the uh, Portland ketchup? 
ketchup one? Local ketchup, yeah. yeah. Brought it along just in case. I don't know, yeah. ketchup probably okay. doesn't go with the rice ketchup. very well, but I figured just in case. It's the healthiest ketchup you can find. A little bit expensive one. Yeah, yeah, very much. Very much. Very <laughs> I mean, much. Oh, man. But tastes yeah. good? It tastes good, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have some now? Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Only one way to know. This is good. It's a little salty, but yeah, maybe if she's mm, used to yeah, that. Yeah. Although taste buds it's for kids, I like it. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Me too. I like this. That's really yeah. good. Carrot. Hamburger. <laughs> 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 that, that's how you would know for sure. You have to try it in a real world application. <laughs> oh yeah, hamburger. <laughs> and now you now you can say yeah. <laughs> You have had Portland ketchup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> have you tried it with the hand sanitizer? No. It's really have good. You? It's a little stringent. On the rice cracker on the... <laughs> that's, that's how I consume my alcohol. Cracker. Hand sanitizer. Wasabi. And wasabi. Oh, let me try that. Is this real? I mean, as real as it can be, right? It's uh, mm. it's from the soy sauce company. Mm. That's good. I'll go with the mystery sauce. There you go. Yeah. Do you want to take a look? You want to take a look? We should simmer it a little more. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. False alarm. <laughs> you found coffee. Got coffee. Good job. <laughs> I was fading. <laughs> okay. Rice balls. Hot potato, hot potato. Look at this. Oh, wow. Making rice balls. Have you ever made one from? No. Have you? Yeah. Nice. Seasoning. The trick is to make a triangle like this. Okay. Or some people just make it into a ball. Right. Is the, the triangle is traditional? Triangle is a traditional. Okay. Wait, can I use your yes. trader? That's what I was thinking. I have another place. Should we get another place? What kind of a seasoning is on this? This is this one is like an egg and uh, egg and the uh, what you call it? Um, seaweed. Okay. Egg and seaweed. Nice. <laughs> so, egg and seaweed. And this is the sesame and salt. Nice. Sorry, like, I like that. Enjoy. Sorry. Eat rice. Rice bowl. Yeah. Yes, please, please help yourselves. Yeah. This is the sesame and salt. 
and very this flavorful. Is, this is the egg and uh, sea, uh, okay. seaweed. I'm doing it. Egg and seaweed. Egg and seaweed. Thank you. Egg and seaweed. Thank so you. Yeah, me too. The, the rice is actually a little bit hard, so it's it's like, we should have should be a little bit uh, We interviewed him. Yeah. I kind of hopped into really the, the K2 guys. <laughs> What? I do. I mean, just like stood by and recorded. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> See, you're like, you know, I thought you were like helping him out. Yeah, Brock's like, let me give you some <laughs> tips, <laughs> Mr. We, Professional. We just stole their audio. <laughs> <laughs> Copying the story. I asked him. I was like, do you guys ever share audio? First. And he's like, no. <laughs> no. 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 So it goes. Media relations. It was a great pleasure to meet Tad and his crew, and uh, honestly, uh, great people. I hope they come back to Oregon someday. We'd love to see them again. Thank you for listening to this Ride Along with the Sprocket Podcast, and we will see you very soon for another full episode. Talk to you later.